<clears throat> I realized I didn't have to actually move all the cameras because we're still recording the fucking episode. We were some, we just wouldn't have video of the entire episode, which is not a huge issue, seeing as how video is still fairly new to the yeah. program. But anyway, what's up? From the GoPro cam, we are here for the finale of TFD Summer Break, and we are joined once again by Chris and Alex. You may only be able to see a piece. Oh, there he is. You found him. There's Alex. Yeah, we had some some issues with the with timing and with the SD cards. So Christian and I are sharing a camera, and uh, Chris is taking the good camera. So <laughs> strike a pose. <laughs> But try to stay within that certain area because it is manually focused right now. And if you get too far out, it will be blurry. Just like Bigfoot. Anyway, <coughs> that's what you want to hear. That's good radio. Everybody's dying. Yeah, that's good radio. Um, Okay, yeah, we, as you remember from last week, we talked to, to Chris. He's going to be sharing some paranormal experiences from his life. And, you know, what a way to go out for, for the summer break. We got yet another guest ending for a finale. It's going to be great. We're excited to hear these stories, and I'm not going to interrupt if I can do my best. hinted on the last episode that you know this was an experience that like really changed my life this was the very first paranormal experience that i ever uh, had in my life and then uh growing up in the house i don't know if it was something attached to my family because we did move at some point in time to a different house and the to me what felt like mm, malevolent energy followed Hmm. but the very first thing that happened was that i remember that my dad's um sister so my aunt she had brain cancer hmm. and she was having surgery to try to remove the tumor it wasn't a high success rate this was the early 90s yeah um about three days after she passed away during this operation my mom and i were sitting in the living room in our single wide trailer watching tv so with that being said it's a pretty narrow range of view uh, and i had a toy tub uh one of those big it looks like a big beach bucket with rope handles um, okay it was yellow it, it kind of sat to the side of the TV and it was filled to the brim with like all kinds of different toys. But on top was like this, the cheapo army Jeep that you would get with the plastic army men. Right. Gotcha. So it's just simple plastic body, uh, two little axles, wheels. That's it. So we are watching TV and my mom looks at me and she's like, did you see that? And I was like, no see what and this is this kind of paraphrase but so anyway so she's like go put that jeep she told me uh she's like that jeep came out of the toy tub and you know fell on the other side of the room and i'm like no no it didn't that's you know i remember arguing with her like no that's not possible she's like go put it back and see what it does so i went so she was sending you into danger well we were we were both sitting in the living room and i mean i just we were in the same space i mean as a child it was terrifying yeah 
But I was, she had seen it first and I didn't see it when it went across the room. Yeah. Is why I guess I was trying to get at, but did you have a question for me? Yeah. I'm trying to visualize it. You're saying it was in the tub and then it like flew and dropped across the room or. So my mom, um, the, the first time that it happened, I didn't see it, but I'm getting to it though. Okay. So my mom said, uh, you know, go pick it up. And it was across the room. Even though I didn't see it do that the first time. Yeah. Um, I went and picked it up and I put it back in the toy tub and I sat back down. And, you know, like I said, she said, let's watch, see what it does. So I, I remember I was looking at the TV, but in the corner of my eye, I was like watching the toy tub. So out of the corner of my eye, <laughs> I, oh my God, I swear to God, <laughs> you could see this little cheap plastic Jeep just kind of come up, but then it actually crossed my direct um what Field of view. Yeah. right so it levitated in front of us went across the room and just fell to the ground wow that, yeah. <laughs> so that literally like was something that i feel like changed my life and i didn't see this by myself my mom was with me thankfully yeah. or i would have thought i've been going nuts yeah but, um, yeah, that was a few days after my aunt passed away on the operation table that that happened. And then that was the very first thing that I remember. And um, there was a long list of things after that. So, And how old were you when, you, when that happened? You, how old did you say you were? I was, my sister was a baby. So I was either in the second or third grade. Yeah, eight. That's uh... a... <clears throat> <Yeah, laughs> it's, it's old enough to know what you're looking at, oh, for sure. You yeah. know, like, wow. And I and I could still in my mind, like especially if I closed my eyes, I could still like that memory was very well engraved in my brain. So, yeah. how'd your mom react to that? Um, the second time so she saw it, my mom has a tendency when things are that shocking, like she just kind of looks like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> I was the one that I was like, "Oh my god, did you?" You know, like I was freaking out as if something if would levitate through here right now i would freak me out a little bit so after that i feel like that's the most that was definitely one of the most influential things i've seen the second craziest thing that happened to us and this was in a different house by the way which part of the country was this this was in this is in north carolina okay so the second craziest thing that i can remember out of a whole host of stories is that um, my family and I were taking pictures one night. And this was back in the day. I mean, I'm 36 or 37, questionable which one. <laughs> uh, but back in the day when you had the digital camera, you know, when they first came out, they were something fancy. Sure were. So we were taking pictures, and we happened to snap a picture of my mom in the recliner. And behind her, and I really, I need to ask her if she still has this picture, because if so, we'll need to bring it in. But um, behind her is a figure. It's clear enough to tell that it is a human-like figure, but then the fingers on it look to be like extended, Ooh. like alien-like. Oh no! Um, but you Slender can see man. the dark spots in the face, like where the eyes and the mouth were and stuff, like facial structures and the clothes. You could tell that this thing had clothes on, but it didn't look pleasant it looks horrifying because yeah. i mean yeah it kind of looks like a person but it looks like by the fingers like it's that you know, alone it's enough that to, was not yeah. a good energy i feel like that we captured in that picture and i and i feel like that's something that has been in that you know it must be attached to one of them but 
that picture i could also close my eyes and see that in my mind because it was just like wow and it was almost like it was mocking my mom so it really? kind of it was like behind her but to the side and it looked like it was sitting in a chair too and it's long fingers like dude i have absolutely no explanation of how that could ever showed up and how so clearly i mean it couldn't be a double exposure because it was a digital camera. Right. Yeah. So I need to check in to see if she's got that. Unless I'll, the only way it could be a double exposure is if for whatever reason, the shutter was open longer than it needed to be, yeah. but it wouldn't explain like facial features and like grotesque yeah. kind of look. But what you said, slender man, right off the bat, that's where my head went to is like slender man. I'm like, Oh God, no, please. But, and grant slender man, creepy pasta, but the fact that people have seen stuff that looks like Slender Man is creepy enough for me. I don't really. It's funny the skeptic <clears throat> and the believer thought the same thing at the same time on that Slender Man. So who's who, really? Right. <laughs> so, and, um, you know, and also, you know, what's funny about the Slender Man, the piggyback off of that, is my sister has always talked about that since a young age. So, hmm. really? Yeah. Well, and that's the funny thing about Slender Man is it's like this urban myth. But there's stories from before the urban myth that have that similar being. But it. why would Slenderman be wearing like it was very clear in this photo that it was wearing clothes. I mean, do you think it was just like making a mockery of, or I mean, if I was a ghost, let me tell you what I'd be. doing. I would be wearing clothes as well. Yeah, I'd be wearing clothes first off. But if you're a ghost, life is really boring because it's an eternity of just walking around. Nobody's seeing you. But every once in a while, somebody's taking a picture. So you go pose. <laughs> Because every once in a while you get in the picture and that's how ghosts entertain themselves. Now, if it was a demon, you might have to worry about it. And I have always gotten and I've always felt even growing up, like I feel like, let's see, together as a family, we have lived together in three different mobile homes and all three mobile homes, coincidentally enough, had this negative energy in it. So I'm assuming it's more so a, a, of a attachment to someone hmm. Let me ask you a question about mobile homes and negative energy. Hmm. When you see like stories about mobile homes or they're in films or they talk about, I mean, mobile homes tend to have a lot of misery within their community a lot of times. So is the dark energy brought by the people or is it reproduced in the people because of where they're at? What causes dark energy? Is it your frame of thinking or actual spiritual darkness? That's actually like, that's a really good point. <laughs> that's yeah. a really good point. And do they feed off each other or produce right. each oh, other? Oh, I definitely, listen, I, you know, I'm a person who has lived with depression and, I, you know, the energy and stuff. I feel like you're you're vulnerable when if you're depressed already and stuff, you're vulnerable to mm -hmm. other things influencing you. Right. Because I feel like other things feel like that's the perfect time to take control of you when you're at your weakest. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. It's tactics. Yeah. Right. Now, well, yeah. and I, well, I argue with Scott sometimes about Ouija boards and I'm saying some of these issues may come from people using them that are vulnerable. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that there is actually a portal to the other side. In, all, um, in every case, and, and we'll leave some <laughs> cases as unexplained, but in a lot of cases, kids that are using Ouija boards tend to have like something in them that leads them to that, reaching yeah. to, to the taboo almost, because our society, something like that, is still considered taboo in a lot of ways. So they're reaching across that because they're searching in a lot of cases. 
So if they do have some negativity in them, then whatever is produced by their experience on the Ouija board, whether it's spiritual or mental, still has similar effects on them in the long run. Chris, I feel like this might be the opportune time to dive into your Ouija board experience. Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> hmm. let's see. Let's test this theory of Christians. out. Accidental so, segue. Oops. At one, You know, at some point when you grow up with stuff like this happening in your house, I feel like. And Scott, you can probably relate to this. Mm -hmm. Like you start to be intrigued by it. Like it's scary, but then it's like you kind of want to start figuring out what it is or what's happening or what's going on. So you want to like make some recordings or, you know, investigate, I guess you should say. Um, so we got, I personally got to a period like that. And so my mom and dad said, sure, we don't care. Cause I did ask if we could bring a Ouija board in. Hmm. Uh, to try to figure out what's going on. That's because... very kind of you to even ask. A lot of kids are probably like, yeah, I'll just bring this in. <laughs> but you were like, Mom, Dad, I would uh, like to present. Yeah, I was like, I would actually like to see. Can I use a Ouija board? Mm. I'm special. He was a good kid. Yeah, I nice. guess so. How wholesome. Well, and, and then your and subconscious is like, tell your parents just to be nice because your subconscious, <laughs> like the parents are going to say no. And then when the parents right. said, we don't care, their subconscious like, damn it. And then the yeah. devil on the other shoulder was like, <laughs> Jumping around in glee. Sorry. Don't you mean oh, the, the negative energy on the other shoulder, yeah, Christian? Yeah, <laughs> So we bring in the the uh, Ouija board. Um, and honestly, the experience for me, um, I will tell you, I would never mess with a Ouija board again or take it in anyone's house. Um, it was one of those things like it felt like it was really moving on its own, but yet you don't have the evidence or the proof to say that somebody else is not. I remember distinctly in my mind thinking, oh, this has to be the other person moving the what do you call the planchette? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so I don't remember the Ouija board giving us any like out of this world answers. But however, we were running a recording while we were doing the Ouija board. Um, so what we captured on the EVP was this very nasty sounding. I would bet my bank account on demonic spirit calling my sister's name in mm -hmm. a very nasty uh, I mean, I could give you a demonstration if you want. I like would a... love a demonstration <laughs> of this. Like it literally, when we played it back, sounded like. So Ooh. that was something not good. Like, and Ooh. I will tell you that that bothered me like the next three nights trying to get sleep. It scared yeah. the crap out of me so bad. Yeah, that would. Well, that would do it, man. It doesn't take, especially when you're used to seeing stuff. Right. Anything creepy. It could be mild could be something oh i just heard this nope it'll keep me up for a week right exactly easily and i will i will never forget hearing that and i mean unfortunately i mean that was at least 10 years ago so but definitely the experience was shaking yeah so it's alex and i are going to be the only ones with the ouija board right i guess <laughs> and i would like to throw in that we, this house has actually been cleansed twice and this stuff continues so so do you think maybe that the normal cleansing route that most people take might not be effective for what is inhabiting it or well if it's something attached to a person then right. maybe you need more of an exorcism instead of a some cleansing. kind of priest right and i mean it would definitely explain some things like yeah it would explain some things like we said earlier about how darkness will find its own mm -hmm. victim but, you know, and also, like, I could just remember another story that just comes to mind real quick of some of the top things that I've seen and heard and experienced is that I remember, like, um, the, the family would just be sitting there. This is years before Alex. I even knew Alex. But 
the couch was in a certain position uh, to where we could see through the kitchen into my parents' bedroom door. And like me and my dad would be sitting on the couch watching usually something about UFOs or history. That was our thing together. And which remind me of another story. (laughs) But anyway, so we would talk about how we would see these shadows dark. You would see them out of the corner of your eye, like at their bedroom door. You could just look. And I feel like the moment whatever it was knew that you seen it, it would dart. And it would go directly into their room. And my dad and I had talked about that many times, and we would see that together also. Yeah, I've experienced that a few times. It's creepy. Oh, yeah. And it's almost like, yeah, it might just be a shadow, but obviously it's something farther, far more intelligent than that because it knows the moment that you see it. It it immediately just leaves. And I've just, I could just, I could just see how it would like shoot. It was like a shooting motion. It would go into the room. It was really bizarre. But that's the one and the only time, or excuse me, the only place that I've ever seen shadows or anything like that really? was at at their house. Yeah. You know what's funny is I um, I had the same thing. Like when I used to see that type of stuff, it was my parents' bedroom door. But like at the opposite end, one of our uh, one of the like a half garage was turned into like a bonus room for my dad. Mm. And so I was playing computer games in there, and the the wall was right there and then the door to the hallway leading to their room was like to my right and so i'd always see it in the in like the peripheral vision of my right eye and every time i'd look over it just be, it wouldn't be there right yeah really bizarre <laughs> um my mom actually <clears throat> my mom and dad before my dad passed away um they actually got scared at the point to where they went and bought a mini fridge for their bedroom because my mom had gotten up in the middle of the night to go and get some something to drink. And she said, and she still says to this day, that when she did so, she seen a man, uh, the heavyset man in overalls sitting in the chair and never addressed her, didn't look at her, just looked at the TV that was off, she said. Ooh. But she said after that, and I'm sorry, but to go out and buy a mini fridge, something must have scared you pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you know, pick, you're picking up on something is what it feels like if because obviously there's nothing on TV. The man is just sitting there staring across. Obviously, the man doesn't belong there to begin with. Right. But is that a vibe that you pick up on when you just look at him? And you're like, something is off again. Reiterating overall man shouldn't be in the living room right. looking at the TV. So that's enough to freak anyone out. But, but do you get like a vibe from that? Like a like evil or like some kind of, you know, I mean, from that, I don't from that. I don't feel any kind of negativity or anything from that. What she told me she saw. Yeah. Now, if this head would have spun around or something, yeah. you know, I'd be yeah. like, whoa, that's creepy. But I mean, it, it could be a mix of things there. I mean, it could be good things there. It could be bad things. But the overall, the overwhelming feelings that I have always gotten is that more so dark than good. I would be yeah. curious to see what the history of it was in any of these areas. You saw this stuff to see if something traumatic had happened in the past, hmm. you know, being especially being in that part of the country. There's a and, lot of history in that part of the country. And actually, now that you mentioned that, I've never thought about this before, but all three of the places that uh, we have mentioned that we lived in, mm-hmm. they are all within a five to six mile radius. So, yeah, whether it was American history or right history, before a lot of that. Civil War history. There. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's right actually a house that's literally a mile down the road from there that, um, they used to hang hams and cure them up in the, the attic during the Civil War. And so that area was active. Yeah, yeah, a lot of trauma, a lot of something that could leave a psychic imprint or 
if there were such things of ghost. Thank you for ghost, acknowledging ghosts could be left behind <laughs> in, in, in an area time. that like that. Mm. <clears throat> or it could just be flat time. Yeah. It could, could just be, be a, what? You could be <laughs> you could be no. you, you could see an imprint in time that just keeps playing. Like that Civil War. There was a Civil War ghost video that is one of the best I've ever seen. And I'm really mm. I'm I, I I'm really skeptical about most ghost videos. But this one, you could see these soldiers marching up into this yeah, tree line. I've seen that. And they're not on the ground. And it was repetitive, almost like it was an imprint in time. I seen one just the other day where they were loading like uh, the cannons. Mm -hmm. And th they weren't complete apparitions, but it was enough to know what you were seeing. I was like, wow, that looks like Civil War soldiers loading cannons. Yeah. You know? It was remarkable. Some of the stuff out of Gettysburg is some definitely the best well-documented paranormal evidence, yeah, in my if opinion. If there's going to be paranormal, it's going to be there. It's right. Like, you know, because there's so much that went on. There's so much death and destruction. And, um, this, you know, that part of the country has some of the most violent history, you know, since the United States even started thinking about starting. And now also that you mentioned it and I thought of it, there is actually a plantation house that is, what, maybe four miles away from the house? <laughs> yeah. Those plantations are usually pretty large, too, so it wouldn't surprise right, me. So, if... Yeah, back in the day, that would have been that house and probably 300 acres all around yeah. it. And that would be definitely within where we live. That's, yeah. Yeah. And That's no matter how thought. much, how peaceful that it, that plantation was, all the trauma that goes on that is included with plantations mm -hmm. all the people around there are going to be part of that trauma in one way or another because either they're supporting it they're against it and they're traumatized by it they're dealing with you know maybe slaves coming and going and you yeah. know running away or getting killed because they weren't you know, it's just unimaginable in our modern world what that world was like back then right and if it leaves something behind you just happen to get a big experience of it right there what else you got I got some more recent stories now. So I, I don't want to disclose actually what I do, but I will say that I have a, I would say a professional career that you are more able or, you know, capable of seeing some strange things happen. Mm -hmm. um, so he's, I've always, he's a mortician. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a nice career choice. Maybe I'll get into that work. <laughs> so people have always asked me, you know, well, what have you seen working night shift all those years? And for the longest time, I was like, nothing. Like, I honestly haven't experienced anything unusual since I had left for the military, right? So when I left home, I never had none of that creepy-deepy stuff happen where I lived, in addition to the previous story. So it, It's freaky-deaky, but yeah. So you should <coughs> say that with yeah, freaky-deaky. freaky-deaky. Yeah. That's our next <laughs> podcast, the creepy-deepy. The creepy-deepy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so anyway... Uh, one of my ghost stories from Night Shift, me and a co-worker definitely heard two women walking around. Um, it was two different tones, but it wasn't talking. Let me clarify that. It was more of a sh 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 whispering. Mm -hmm. um, it was like two o'clock in the morning. We hear this two different, I would say, female whispers. You could tell they're having some type of conversation in whatever world they're in. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden you hear two different voices like bust out into laughter and it's literally me and my coworker 
She's on an iPad, living her best life, playing a little video game on night shift. Yeah. I'm doing some computer work, typing up something earlier in the night. And we hear these two female-like whisper. And I'm again, because the way they it walked around us. Yeah, no. So it was mm. like they were on a stroll having this like a conversation we couldn't understand. But two, definitely two distinct people. So I literally thought about packing my bags <laughs> because the way it's, you know, after they had this little mumble conversation, you heard the, <laughs> but you heard two different female laughters. Yeah. And it was, I was like, wow. And my coworker luckily is a very religious lady and had holy water in her work bag. <laughs> Ooh, nice. True, yeah. True story. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's nothing that goes, won't bother you. Well, yeah. Uh, I would rather go home, but thank you. But you know, like it's kind of scary, but it's also not at the same. Like it's it wasn't. It, it almost again feels like you're seeing a recording that can't mess with you, or some trying to get your a, attention, or a different like, dimension I that would, you can see. The into. way that that experience honestly felt was like it was just a um, residual haunting. Like yeah. it was sometime, some whatever years ago, and. That's what it felt like. Yeah. It really did. Shoot. What's my other most recent ghost story? <laughs> ghost story. We're going to edit if, out the ghost. We'll leave. It'll just be story. Edit out the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> just story. Oh, yeah. So that's a good story also. So you remember I told you to remind me something earlier, but I see that Alex was the only one. That you told us to remind you of something. Exactly. <laughs> you you picked the wrong people to put that in. All right? Exactly. I mean, did you so, tell Alex to remind us to remind you? Yeah, that's that what the show started as. Yeah. So I have two two interesting things to talk about. Uh, one is just going to piggyback off the main story, but so my dad passed. Uh, I think it's been about six years ago now um, from heart failure. Um, and we knew it was coming and happening. Yeah. And so luckily I got to, you know, help take care of him and spend all the time I wanted to with him. Um, so, you know, I feel like that we didn't leave anything unsaid between the two of us. That's awesome. Um, and also we'd sit there and watch the UFO and ghost shows and stuff and history shows. That's like some of my best memories with my dad. But after he passed, my mom came home one day and said that some lady at work was hiring, apparently it was a renowned um, medium. So whatever. So she's like, do you want to go? And I'm like, sure. Why not? You know, it'll be interesting. I said, well, if I go, why don't we sit in different places? So this lady doesn't know that we're together. Smart man. I mean, because I think it was like $40 a person to go. So it wasn't just a, you know, go, but yeah. I want to see what you got for $40. Right. Okay. <laughs> so anyhow, the lady comes, she's already a little over dramatic. I won't mention her name, but I was like, you know, this is, I see how this is going to go, <laughs> but it actually got really, really good. So before my dad had passed, he told me that, you know, we watched the UFO things. He's like, if you ever get a message that aliens are real, just know it's me. So we get to this event. My mom and I separate. The lady just kind of, you know, goes around the room, whatever, like following energy, I think is how she worded it. Yeah. And she got to me and she described like these vibrant colors and palm trees, which I was living at the beach at that time. And I had drove up to North Carolina. So that was pretty. I was like, OK, that's a little strange. And she said, oh, and one last thing. Aliens are real. 
Oh, oh, damn. <laughs> and I, it gives me goosebumps right, talking about it now. Dude, it gives me goosebumps crazy. because I know that my dad had to tell her that in right. the way that she'd done that. It just, it, I mean, it's such a, I mean, it's not scary, but it's like spooky, you know, yeah. like, like she described where I'm living. Okay, that's cool. I mean, yeah, whatever. But, but to make note of, oh, yeah, by the way, I have to tell you that aliens are real. And that's exactly what my dad had told me before he passed away. Scott, so, you have confirmation. That's amazing. That yeah. is super cool. Breaking news. Yeah. Aliens are real. Yes. And so are ghosts, apparently. Right. Yeah. From the other side. The other know. side. Two for one right there. I know. That is, that's incredible. That's a pretty. I mean, it literally gives story. me chills to talk about that because I was totally going to this thing expecting like a a circus side show or whatever. And then, you know, she got to my mom. Um and said some things, but surprisingly, not about my dad, about her previous husband, which a lot of people didn't know. My mom was married. I don't know if you knew that. My mom was married before my dad. But anyway, nevertheless, it was one of those moments in my life. I was like, whoa, like, you know, from the stuff I've seen earlier on. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way that the spirit realm or whatever does not exist. There's no way. <laughs> that's what I keep trying to say. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole basis of this. Explain it, Christian. Measure. I have a question going back to the Ouija board. Yeah, no, nope, you don't get to change it, dude. No, I, no, this. <laughs> no, you have to. You have to acknowledge the the clearly, clearly, a hundred percent definitive proof. I just said Scott. Oh uh, yeah, but you were saying me like yeah. Like I there's know your I proof. proof. <laughs> you didn't say Scott. I now have. Proof. Okay, but which Scott <laughs> were you talking to? To be fair. Yeah. Oh yeah, not you my own three friend Scott. <laughs> the real yeah. Scott, please stand up. <laughs> I mean, just joking, just joking. Okay, so my question goes back, and it's maybe not a question, to the Ouija board and uh -huh. how that thing said your sister's name. Like, what it makes me feel like is every moment we're in existence, there's that thing that you can't really hear that's calling your name, calling you into the forest, calling you to somewhere dangerous. Oh, it definitely Always reaching somewhere. out to you. And every once in a while, you either get high enough or you pick up a Ouija board <laughs> and you can hear it directly and it's not always a good thing. Like there's a dimension and we don't understand where these things, these ghosts or spirits or demons might exist, but they're always there, always trying to get us. How does that make you feel, Scott? I've known this. Okay. I have like a <laughs> short minor Ouija board experience. Oh yeah, that's it right. It wasn't anything scary. It is interesting though. But it was the mm. first and only time that I ever used one because I really did it really did make me believe that something was controlling this board. So it was just myself, my sister, and one of our friends. And we were just doing two people at a time so that one person could watch and make sure that their eyes are closed, you know, make sure that they're not yeah. cheating or anything. And we asked the question you know, what was, what is my grandma's initials? Like currently living in grandma. And I was the one observing and the, it went to the letter T and then it went to the letter V and we're like confused for a second. That made no sense. Well, I looked up at the TV because we're in the living room and it was paused and we could see the first initials <laughs> of both my grandma's first and last name. That's wild. It could be <laughs> completely coincidental. But the fact that it answered as TV was, it just was something that I was like, wow. That's a little and bit more TV than was paused. The TV was paused. And only me and my sister would know, the because our friend didn't know the initials anyway. Yeah. And I don't know, that, that was the one experience I have where I just, it just was 
crazy. And like, it could be coincidence, but it would have been a crazy coincidence for that to happen. Gotta take a lot of steps to get to yeah. that, that coincidence. Yeah. But I definitely, I do remember the feeling of it moving on the board under its own power. Like nobody was physically moving it. Yeah, you know why? Because a demon was doing it. Very Christian. interesting. <laughs> a demon, Christian. The demons. Yeah. <laughs> Once popped up from your door or from I would, your floor. I would, I would be a bit closer. I'd be more accepting of ghosts than demons. Really? How can you believe in one and not the other? I don't believe in either one, really. But I can, oh. I can honestly see. Are things, you talking to a wall? I, or I what? can honestly <laughs> see things that might be ghosts happening. I'm not to the point where I'm like, no, this would never happen. It's just hard for me to think in a certain way that it's not like an imprint in time. And I can even deal with maybe messages coming from, you know, lost loved ones. But so it just sounds that's like different to me, you than ghosts. Experience negative energy. Probably not. I because I've anything I've ever hmm. described like my supposed demon coming up through the floor, my invisible friend. That's fair, though. Stuff like it, that has never hit me in a dark way. I'll, I'll say this, though. That's fair, because you have not... I mean, that's really, that's weird about the your story. Yeah. But it sounds like you've never experienced any kind of negative energy. Maybe we should take a trip and investigate somewhere that we know has got some negative history. And I would to be see fine if with you that. Can, because, like, because I will say, and it might just be the way I look at the world, that I'm not able to see kind of the negativity in that, because I'm that's I'm like that anyway. Because he's a ray of sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it to, like, I just, things aren't that scary to me like that. Now, maybe I could go somewhere and it would scare me, and I'd be like, yeah, that scared the crap out of me. I probably would have the same tone of voice, though, so it would probably freak everybody out that I'd say I was scared, but I didn't, I don't sound scared. So, you've, so let me ask you, like, if something manifested right here, right now, this, that wouldn't scare you at all. You, you it wouldn't scare me. I'd be like Scott. Make sure the cameras are on. Oh, okay. Well, see, that would scare me <laughs> because I, feel I'm like, like I lean towards that a little bit. Unless it was like in the middle of the night and dark. Yeah. But like if it happened right here, or like when I ex- told the story of Florence reacting to something in the other room, it didn't scare me because it was daylight. I right. Feel like and it was bright out. I could see all around me. You know, I I could tell there was no other physical being. And I still wonder if. Even if there are negative spirits, can they actually physically haunt? Right. Yes. You know, maybe they can even influence you, you. You know, I can believe that there are negative energies or spirits, but I don't know if they can actually cause physical harm. So that makes me a little less scared. I mean, I'm not saying if in yeah. the right situation, I want to freak out, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't need one showing up in front of me trying to reach out and take my heart <laughs> out of my chest. <laughs> just you know, if, if you need to convince me, just show up, but don't you don't have to go that crazy. Well. I actually kind of hope one does show up and do some fucked up shit to you, Christian. I thought we were cool, man. We are, no, we are cool, but like you need to open your eyes, a little, open your mind a bit, son. But what All if right? I saw something like that and then I came to you and had a total philosophy on what it was trying to communicate and how we need to be better people? Then I would tell you to shut the hell up. I'd say that's some <laughs> bullshit, man. No. I'd say that's a pretty paranormal experience. Yeah, pretty paranormal indeed. So are we... It's like, should we plan a trip somewhere to investigate? I think what? we need to. I, we were supposed to do it during the summer, but Heather's been gone all over the place. You you went away. I went away. Like, we've all just kind of been. COVID still I'm hangs sure over there's us. somewhere interesting. In oh, yeah. Uh, Chugiak has a cemetery that Bethany was trying to get us to go to. Can you stay overnight? We can go at night. 
You guys will be here when it starts getting dark at night again. So with that's the, true. With the Ouija board. Yes. Yeah, no. Like yeah, stop. Yeah. With the Ouija, you know, listen. With the Ouija, Ouija board. I mean, like, okay. How about we take two different cars? Chris and I will go yeah. Ouija board free in one, and it meet at the west so end. So y'all of the haven't cemetery. had that stuff mess with y'all yet. Well, that's why you want to take the Ouija board. When you t- when you listen to people that talk about Ouija, bo- Ouija boards, they t- try to tell you that there are certain things you don't do. Like you don't yeah, right. take one to a graveyard. I'm just joking, Scott. Clearly. Oh, I thought you were serious. Well, okay. <laughs> no, you don't take, you don't mess with it when you're in a certain mindset. Yeah, you, there are precautions that. And what if, what if you've just never like used one with people that are actually fucking sensitive to this shit that don't need a whole lot to see anything from the other side or whatever? Well, by my continued comments on bringing a Ouija board, if I know I'm with sensitive people. I want to be able to experience this. So a Ouija board would just help me communicate with the dead. Got it. So I guess, Chris, you have to go in their car. I'm, I'm not sorry. saying I have well, to bring see, one. I'm, I'm not dumb. Right. I, I just, I got to, we'll, I'm well, not going to just. Is it dumb or is it stupid? Christian, you got to pick one, man. I don't need a Ouija board. If there's spirits there, you guys will show them to me. <laughs> or we'll, or Chris and I'll just be like looking everywhere. Like, oh, God. Oh. Well, I hope to God I don't see anything because I yeah. might ruin a pair of underwear, but. I might ruin one without seeing one. Depends <laughs> on, you yeah. So. I mean, I was, we did, so I got a quick investigation story if you're interested. I am, absolutely. So, um, I believe I mentioned, but just in case I didn't, I did do some um, uh, investigating at one point in time after I had recently got out of the military, uh, and our little group went to a church. Uh, should I say the name or no? Yeah. Okay. Uh, church of the Redeemer in Asheville, North Carolina. So, we Googled this place, read all the stories, you know, what the tales have been. Long long story short, essentially a woman would cross the road to the French Broad River from the cemetery mm. looking distraught. So we went and we and I actually still do have some of the pictures that we took there. Really? By the way. Yeah. Uh we got this thing that looked like a skull or a excuse me, a skeleton like clawing out of the ground. I mean, it's very interesting. Also, while we were there, um, the original church is still there with a newer church in front. But the original church has these big wooden like doors, huge wooden doors. And when I tell you that we heard something like beat against them wooden doors to the like, it scared us so bad that we ran back to the car. (laughs) (laughs) Because, of course, this was back in the day with the digital cameras also. So, yeah. Uh, we were able to see these pictures as we took them. And I do remember like somebody's like, well, maybe it's just smoke, but it wasn't even cold enough to see your breath at that time. So you should definitely get, get a hold of those photos because yeah. I know Christian would love to see them so he can tell you that. What, what would you know? No. I don't know. I have to see him. I guess he has to see him. Sorry. I could be like, Ooh, these look real. Or these like these look great. Yeah. It could be this, or it could be that, and then Scott would get upset about that. You guys, <laughs> instead of me just saying we gotta throw out some, we gotta check the fact, and then it could still be something. This is so long ago. Just to give you a heads up, that it's on something called Weebly. <laughs> I do remember Weebly. Okay, so what's the time frame on that? Just curious. it's still around today. Okay. I mean, maybe not as popping, but. <laughs> Definitely still around. Was it ever popping? I've never heard of that. It was growing, I think, at one point. Yeah. But was, it, never... was it like a Tumblr or was it or was it like build your own website? Yeah, build thing? your yeah. own website. Did Facebook buy them out? Probably. Um, but yeah, I got some of those pictures. Caught a lot of colorful orbs there also. Very orange, golden 
Um, there between there and the campus of uh, Western Carolina University, which I probably shouldn't say that, but I will. Yeah, uh, their matter. area called the Bowl, uh, which is like a pit in the ground that's a amphitheater. Hmm. That was a very interesting vibes there. Caught a lot of light anomalies. Anomality. Cool. Oh, anomalies. Anomalies. Yeah. Do you guys notice how Christian never answered the question that I asked him? What question ago? did you ask me? Oh, it was regarding the proof and the thing. It's like, and you're just yeah, like, I have a question the, the about the Ouija board. Okay, ask me a specific question instead of throwing something out there. He, and he does I, this because the, he knows I don't remember the exact question. So. Well, how could you explain that woman giving that message from his dad? Because his dad specifically said before he passed away, if I, I couldn't, message, ex- I couldn't explain it away without. But, knowing if this person committed hoaxes you know without and and some of those people have some pretty extravagant hoaxes that's pretty hard to hoax let me ask one but question there's no way i could be like oh yeah she's a fraud without knowing right about and her. also after the i don't know what you call that not a seance but the reading a, a session. reading yeah, yeah session after the session my mom and i kind of like met back up we're like oh my god did you hear what she said about the aliens so like she also knew when she said that to me, like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. In a situation like this, my disbelief has to be suspended because I have nothing to support disbelief in this situation. If, but if your disbelief is suspended once, then it's suspended indefinitely because then you have no reason no. for disbelief. No. That's the way disbelief no, works. No, because man. a lot of the stories are unbelievable and some of them are just not truthful that we hear about on this podcast i i have one question so for for chris okay it'll prove yes or no if this was a legitimate experience okay 100 percent definitive were you wearing a t-shirt that said are aliens real <laughs> no <laughs> there you have it. did you have an alien on there yeah did you have no. any kind of alien or anything like that definitely not no did you yeah, see, I'm fresh out did you have to fill out a questionnaire before entering no the room? and this was a room yeah from what I can guesstimate, this was held at a rather wealthy house. I feel like they had a large living room. I would estimate 40 to 50 people. So it was a, it was a good size room. Decent size. Yeah. So and for her to, to pick me you? out of that big pot of people. I, you know. And nobody um, outside of you and your mother knew about that, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so the, the options are either she really did convey a message. Or that your mom told her to say, hey, could you just tell him the aliens are real? Like, those are the two options, right? right? That's the options, but definitely I don't think that's or the case. Or perhaps several months prior, she planted Listening a device. microphone and listened and mm. knew. Which I can shoot that down because we decided to attend this event at a last minute. So there within go. two weeks before it happening. Shut down. There it is. So there's no reason to not believe. I guess one thing I would not just believe, though, is that she just because she could deliver that information, she's a good and holy person. What if she got that information from something bad? I'm not saying she was an angel. I don't. I personally, I don't really care for mediums. I'm just making up scary movies. I think. Yeah, a lot of them are scams. Yeah, I mean, this is and that's the problem because then you can't tell what's real. Right, but I do believe that people do have the power to be real. Like, I mean. Mm -hmm. they're definitely i do believe that there are real mediums who are gifted people but yeah it's definitely a scam making favorite. most of them don't go out for money they're just people that are like oh yeah I got grandiose to see. <laughs> yeah like 
I don't know. I, I don't. I personally, I don't think that mediums get are good energy. I don't think a lot of mediums are. I think a lot of mediums get information from bad sources that might be accurate information, but it's not the source you should be getting it from. That's, when you, that's when you bring science into cross check, yeah, and you say fifty million years ago we had good it's sources. That time thing again. It's that time. It's that damn time. Maybe, I'm doing maybe like a, mediums can just see the other time periods that are happening at the same time. That would be interesting. That's an interesting thought. Oh yeah. So they're not necessarily with communicating with dead yeah. people. They're con communicating with them in real time and on, the, on the flat circle, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. what if the, the figures we see are just gifted people from other realms? Could I've, dip I've it into our world. That. I've thought about uh, shadow people being, I think we talked about it once. Like what if shadow people are just astral projector people, like people that are astral projecting. And so you're just getting a glimpse of this shadow, but really it's just someone that's outside their body at the moment. And, and if that did happen, you may not be able to see them as a regular human being because you're seeing it on the astral. Plane. Yeah. So you might not see, and it might become more scary because you're not able to recognize it yeah. in the proper way with your senses. True that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a good theory we got there, actually. Yeah. We could call it, uh, what? Dimension mm, peaking. There we go. <laughs> I had a story like that. Yeah, you remember my Vegas story? You said it was someone astral projecting. We're, I just like looked over, um, and I just see this like face peeking out from the, or this body peeking out from the side of a, a wall, just looking at me. And as soon as I locked eyes, it got, it eyes got wide, and then like, oh hell, back, but, <laughs> but it was completely black. All I could see was like the whites of its Ooh, eyes. It was a black figure with white eyes. Yeah, it looked. What I what I say to everyone is, it looked like Derek Zoolander when he was in the mines. <laughs> Do you remember that scene? Yeah. It looked exactly like that. But he was going yeah. to impress Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Merman. No. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, there's lots of fun theories. That's what I like to do, especially when I hear different stories. And I know you probably get a kick out of it, too, is just trying to find correlations between things. And, like, what if we were able to piece together a solid, solid theory on something that for otherwise didn't make sense? Just because we heard enough stories and enough accounts from different people to be like, this is these this is the way the pieces fell into place. Bigfoot, whether it be Bigfoot, ghosts, demons, aliens, whatever you want to do. I think over time, Christian and I together, we can use our, our Wonder Twins powers and we can activate to really find the answer to something. Don't the Wonder Twins have rings? I got a ring. I don't. Well, sucks <laughs> to be you. <laughs> no, so... Yeah, I think we kind of got to wrap it up. Do you have more stories? Probably, huh? I do, but I, that's the most substantial. Like, I got, I've seen cabinets opening and like poltergeist type stuff. Yeah, um, like Horse this poltergeist stuff. He op somebody opened the cabinet. I know what he, we're talking about. Scary shit. It's gonna be uh, poltergeist. I'm sorry, I was trying to break it down for you, Christian. <laughs> poltergeist <laughs> stuff. In case you were wondering if it was science or not. The, the only one that I it's still not. like that I haven't mentioned that's worth a mention um, is that. To piggyback off the levitation of the Armin Jeep across the room. Yeah. About two nights later, um, so my sister was a baby, and you know they have the toys where you the the arrow lands on the animal and it makes the sound of that animal. Yes. So luckily, Love that toy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I was luckily in bed. My dad was working second shift, so I did not experience this. Luckily, myself. But I was told by both of my parents what happened and what they had said is that when my dad got home from work, this little toy of my uh, sisters started going off, like making animal noises. 
And my mom told him that he should ask if it was his sister doing that, that had passed away from the, the brain tumor surgery. And what both of them have told me is that the moment he asked that, it started making multiple animal noises like like simultaneously yeah so i'm really glad that i was asleep for that as a child because i would have not slept probably for like three days (laughs) yeah i mean obviously was something intelligent that was interacting with my dad yeah but again i didn't witness it firsthand so i can't really say but they're really consistent in telling the story so i feel pretty confident that that ha- definitely had happened. That sounds terrifying. Like all all the animals at the same time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no. To me, me it to me it sounds like a question asked was answered. Yeah, and also and it's just hard to understand it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fascinating. This has been uh, a very fun way to close out summer break. Uh, the camera over here stopped working a little bit. Your camera is still rolling, so we can use clips from that. Yeah, Christian, it's been fun. You and I pretty much just destroyed this summer. Yeah, I, I just want to give a, a shout out to you guys, number one, for for you know hanging out with us these last handful of episodes. It's been great. It's been good to get other perspectives on here, even though it's just like having another Scott and Christian on the podcast. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's like inviting ourselves to join in the discussion. <laughs> We're but, really interesting. Yeah. I know. I love these guys. These are awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been such a treat and we've had a lot of fun putting together YouTube videos. Christian's done a great job doing the writing for all those and everything like that. And just a huge shout out to everyone that's listening. If you're a fan, we really appreciate if you tell your, your friends, tell your family, shout out to your mom. Let's kick season two's ass. It starts next week. We're stoked. If you're not following along, find us at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and at TFT Paranormal on TikTok. If you have a story that you want included in season two's listener story episodes, just shoot us an email, thegang at thefreakydeaky.com. We would love to hear it. And I think just based on how everything's gone, I, I want to say you guys are probably going to be shown in at least a couple episodes of season two as well. Uh, and you'll have Heather back. Yeah, just to clear up any maybe rumors floating around, Heather is still part of the gang. <laughs> she, she she just has a very busy summer, so Christian and I have been doing. She's been on assignment. Yeah, she's we been can't on wait assignment. To see right. what this assignment is because it's yeah. gonna blow blow our socks off. Yeah, unless and, you're Chris and Alex, they're not wearing socks. They and, were already blown off. Yeah, anyone, <laughs> I actually feel slightly embarrassed now. Now that I know we had the GoPro, I know we had a much wider view of myself. Anyone that watches the clips on YouTube will see that I'm wearing one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish socks, and it's my sweatpants. Favorite story and Vans. So I usually just go from the the chest up, but unfortunately, <laughs> I feel ashamed at this moment, realizing that that is going to be on the internet for everyone. Sorry, mom. Um, yeah, I think that's the end, right? Does it feel like the end? Uh, I'll try to make the the finales a little. I was gonna say it feels like the end, but also you you still got like ten minutes of rambling. I know, yeah. So let's keep it going. So anyway, Nick, no, Uh, (laughs) yeah, this has been fun. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Uh, We will see you next week for the start of season two of the Freaky Deaky. Yay! Yay! Yay!